0: An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.
1: right. Today on the podcast, I have Rissa Suzuki, and we are talking EMFs. What are EMFs? electromagnetic frequencies. So we are electric, we are energy, and we talk about this all the time. And we are interacting with all these different signals coming from Wi-Fi and cell phone and things like that. And it's important to be cognizant about where we are interacting with these things and for how long. So Risa explains some solutions that we can do to limit our exposure and why it's important to limit our exposure. Like what are EMFs doing to us? So she also, Rissa, has also written a book called What the EMF, and she even had her mom read it, so it's not too hard to read. And in her book, she talks about the solutions that you can use in your everyday life to limit your exposure to EMFs. So without further ado, here is Rissa. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. with Rissa and we're going to talk about EMFs. The reason why I invited Rissa onto the podcast is because EMFs, which stands for electromagnetic frequencies, can really impact our health. And a lot of people, you know, you can't see it. It's just something that we sort of know about it. Mainstream's not really talking about it. It's definitely increasing over time. So the last 10 years, it's become really prevalent and basically, you know, even on our bodies, it's just everywhere. You know, we all enjoy the benefits of having these fields basically, you know, communicating with the outside world through Wi Fi. And I have the Aura Ring, which uses Bluetooth sometimes, and I have a. Apple Watch and a computer that's hooked up to the internet. You know, Wi-Fi is just something that has really transformed our lives, especially now in 2020. You know, it's like we can't even do our work without it. So like, I think it's important that we understand the effects that it can have on our health, but at the same time, we have to find some kind of balance. And I think a lot of people move away from delving into the topic because they're scared, because they're like, "How am I going to live without my Wi-Fi? How am I going to live without my Apple Watch or my, you know, Aura Ring or things like that?" But like, there's definitely things you can do, and so that's why I wanted to invite Rissa onto the show to actually share her path to becoming an EMF specialist. And you're a certified building biology environmental consultant. Is that correct? Yes. yes. All right. It's cool. I got a horribly it
0: right. long title. I don't know who made it up, but. Right, it's not that easy to say. But and people don't know what it is either.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. So basically she's the lady that goes in and tells you, you know, this, these are the things that could be impacting your health and um it's really important that you are helping people out so I appreciate that. So thank you for being on the podcast and how did you get started with this?
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for um having me here. I'm super I love talking about EMF fields. So this is like oh, I get to start my morning, you know, I'm in Seattle. So this is my morning. I get to start my morning off talking about EMF fields and health. This is great. Awesome. Um, (laughs) So I, you know, it's kind of funny how I got started. I would say I actually got introduced to EMF fields, I would say about 15 years ago. Wow. But I didn't actually start certification until um, like 2010. And it was one of those, a friend of a friend, you know, was going through certification. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting mm. because a building biologist actually has training for not just EMF fields, it's air and water and mold, you know, all this, basically anything in your house. But I was really interested in the EMF fields because, you know, just technology, right? We're just surrounded by it. And just it was fascinating to me to think about how are these Things that we don't see, like how is it really affecting me, and how can this, how does it all kind of fit together? So it was really kind of more of a, oh, this is interesting, you know, and I I wanted to learn more about it. But it's a lot to kind of learn and to try and remember. So I, I, in 2010, I, I worked in Paris for about seven months. When I came back to the states, it was kind of one of those, okay, do I want to keep going on the path doing the the consulting that I have been doing, and if I want to start branching out and doing something else different. Now would be the logical time to start looking into doing something else, and what happened is I became sensitive to e m f fields oh. so it kind of so yeah, so it was it was kind of one of those things where you know you kind of feel pulled towards something and you feel like this would be such a good thing for me to do to try and raise awareness and help other people and then when I actually became sensitive to e m f fields, I really did not have a choice because what what happened was and this happens to everybody. So those, those of you who are listening, you know, and Amy, if you're sensitive, your symptoms can be really mild. And when I say mild, it's things that you might experience if you were um, really stressful for something maybe going on at work or home in your personal life. You know, Maybe you didn't get enough sleep, so you were tired and fatigued. So the symptoms start out very mild. Every single person I know who has realized that they're sensitive to EMF fields, it's because their symptoms get worse and worse. You know, usually they start out just very mild and you're just like, you don't really think about it. So by the time that I realized that I was developing sensitivities, they had gotten much worse. And then something changed when I uh, moved back into my house, something had changed outside, meaning like there were two cell towers oh, that were wow. both pretty fairly far away but that was the only thing I could think of was the cell towers had increased their signal and the signal strength and I could not sleep. Oh. And, and that was pretty instantaneous. So it was kind of like a, you know, somebody flipped the light switch and all of a sudden I just, I couldn't fall asleep. I felt when I woke up, I could tell that I, I hadn't gotten my deep sleep cycles and I felt very exhausted, but wired. Hmm and just kind of jittery. I don't even know how, you know, people that have felt this will say, oh my gosh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I'm also, you know, intuitive and sensitive to energy. So I I could almost feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like there's electricity going through my body. Mm. It was very strange, very sudden. And then I also could not work in my office and working from home. That's kind of a big deal because, you know, I had my office on the top floor. And then when I moved it down to the lower floor, it didn't get any better. So I really had to figure out what the heck was going on in my environment and get it fixed. So
1: what was happening in your office? Because I know when I sit in front of the computer and I do things in front of the computer for too long, I'll get nauseous.
0: Oh, okay. So that's your um, probably your central nervous system that's getting lit up Hmm. because EMF fields will affect that. Um, My office. uh, What I figured out was that the fields were coming in through the roof, and my it was you know townhouse, and so the the master. And then the other room, you know, which was my office, they were both on the top floor. And I did some testing, and you know, had EMF shielding material to test to see where, you know, is it coming in through the walls? Is it coming in through the ceiling? And all the tests I did showed that it was coming in through the ceiling.
1: And so you said you moved it down to the basement or, or the first floor, and it did, still didn't change, though, for you.
0: Yeah, and I think the only thing I can think of is it was coming in through the windows. Mm. From like whatever direction that it was coming in, even though it was mostly coming in through the roof. Anytime you have a window, especially if you have cell tower radiation, depending on what direction it's coming from, most of it's going to come in through the top, but then it can also go in through the windows that are facing that same direction.
1: Okay. Well, all this makes sense to me because I know that we're made up of energy and that, you know, anything can really disrupt this energy flow. And especially if, you know, we're around these signals and these signals are just getting more and more intense. And it's actually kind of scary how they're not doing any research on the effects that it could be having on our cells or our body or our brain or our reproduction or, you know, the babies that are being born or created in our bodies. You know, it's kind of sad that this is just something that they're like, well, Oh, well, (laughs) we're not going to
0: study that. It's more convenient than we, you know, to not. Well, what happened there, there actually used to be uh, a government agency. So back in the, in the mid eighties, it was actually uh, under the EPA, electromagnetic fields um, was under kind of their purview. And in what happened in the mid eighties is they lost funding and then, of course, the agency was disbanded. So since then, there we really have not had any, you know, sort of government agency or body that is responsible for that. And this is where a lot of people get confused because they get really upset. Like, well, the FCC is supposed to be, <laughs> it should be their responsibility. But actually, the FCC, they have to look at, if I plug this cord into an outlet, is it going to explode or catch on fire? Hmm. If I have this Bluetooth headpiece, And I'm pairing it with a laptop. Is it going to connect and is it going to do what it's supposed to do? So their charter is very narrow. It's, does this work from a functional perspective? What they're chartered with is not to look at health effects.
1: Right. To see what's happening to the cells or the cellular damage. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. So for people who are sensitive to EMFs, like, is their only solution to like move out to the woods and like... (laughs) I mean, it's a good idea,
0: (laughs) but you know, you can't, it's not feasible. It's not, but here's, okay. So this is a myth. People think if I move out of the city, it's going to be much better. And that's actually not true because what happens is anytime you move out of the city, you have Power, right? That's coming in from wherever. So you have these huge power lines, Mm. right? Think about like when you're driving down the freeway and you see like these big monster towers. It's because they're delivering power into the city. Same thing with cell towers. Cell towers, now you'll probably look as you're driving, just kind of look up. Oh, yeah. I'm very Um, aware
1: of them around me. I'm like, ah, damn it. There's
0: another one. There's another one, right? But out of the city, they have to travel farther distances. So the cell towers that you see that are outside of the city, they're going to be much taller. So they're going to be anywhere from 200 to 600, 700 feet. And those signals are going to be so much stronger because they have farther distance to travel Hmm. because it has to bounce the signal. Whereas in the city, you will have more, but they don't have to necessarily travel as far. It was funny because about maybe like about two years ago, I had a client that they, they were probably... I'd say like about 45 minutes outside of Seattle. Gorgeous property. And they were kind of backed up to one of the, you know, there's a lot of mountains around here as you start heading east. And they were in the shadow of the mountain. And there's six huge towers on top of that. And so does
1: the signal like echo, you know, cause it bounces off the, um, the mountain
0: and the, oh gosh. There's actually a, a theory. There's actually a cancer cluster um, down in the San Francisco area. And oh, one of God. the theories is that because there's a cell tower across the water is that it's, you know, when it sends the signal out, it hits the mountain across it and then bounces back. Wow. So it can, but we you know when you have a cell tower, the signal, think of it like as a flashlight. So it's going to be the strongest, you know, here at the, at the panel, but then the signal is going to go up and down, kind of like a light. the light comes out from a flashlight. So if you're downhill from a cell tower or in direct line of sight, or even if you're uphill, then you're going to get the radiation from that. Hmm. So this particular house, they, they had pretty high levels, not because of anything that they had in their home, but it was because of those towers that were up the hill from them.
1: And that's just nothing we can do, really, about that. You know, nope. I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I've heard some stories of people who've put like special stuff on their windows or painted their rooms, you know, with like
0: special paint and things like that. You can do that. The problem, though, is that people think that they can do that, but if you don't take the proper steps and work with somebody before, you will actually trap the signal, right. and it just bounces. It will quadruple your readings because I've seen that happen.
1: I had a feeling that was what. That's why I didn't go there, you know, and try to do it on my own. Uh, We did have somebody come in and and do our house and and read the dirty electricity and tell us things that we should probably do or not do. And we had a grounding mat on our bed, and she was saying that, yeah, it was amplifying, (laughs) yeah, um, the signal, yeah, the the dirty electricity. She's like, if you want to turn off, in fact, we turned off all the electricity in the house and tried the grounding mat, and it was much less of a reverberation, but you know, it was still there. So we got rid of the grounding mat.
0: Yeah. And the other thing too, is, anytime you have a grounding product, and actually I'll tell you a funny story from when I was in training. Um, when you plug something into an outlet, the way that electricity works is that you will have surges in the electricity. So if you have something that's plugged in and there happens to be a surge while you're actually touching or connected to it, your body's going to get it. If you're asleep, you're going to be wide awake in about, two seconds, (laughs) because all of a sudden you have this surge of electricity. And when I was going through um, my training, so there's three segments that they break it out into. Each one is a week, you know, this is in in addition to all the distance learning and all the other stuff we have to do. But it was funny because it was actually the electromagnetic segment. And our instructor was telling us how you have to be really careful anytime you ground, especially because of the way it works with electricity. If you're plugging into an outlet and you should absolutely not do that. (laughs) And I had brought my little grounding sheet with me and I kept waking up at one o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden I would just be wide awake. And it was funny because on the third day he comes in and he says, Hey, you remember I was um, telling you, you know, this is why you don't want to plug anything into an outlet, blah, 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 blah. And he said, he said, I've been waking up at one o'clock every morning because he had one of those sleeping bags. And uh, he realized it was because there were surges coming in and then he decided to ground outside. So he must have done something kind of funny with the windows because I wasn't able to do that. But he said he grounded outside and then did not wake up.
1: Yeah, there is that option that you can just wire it right yeah. out, right to the ground outside directly.
0: Yeah. yeah. You still have to be careful though, because if you have power lines, whether they're overhead or underground, you're going to pick up ground harmonics from current mm-hmm. in the ground too.
1: I was out in Steamboat this past summer and there's a a really beautiful trail that you can go on and it went under power lines and we were on bikes. Could you feel it? I could feel it. And I was just like, oh (laughs) oh my God, this is so awful. I I would wait for everybody to clear before I'd pass through so I'd go as fast as possible underneath it because there was no other way to go other than underneath it. So yeah, I'm really, really sensitive to energy and things like that. But What's interesting, are you familiar with NES Health, the diagnostic tool that you can use for your energy? No, uh-uh. Harry Massey developed this uh, program where you can like, put your hand on it and it'll diagnose like your energy. I, I shouldn't use the word diagnose. It reads your energy. There you go, guys. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> diagnoses anything. Um, <laughs> So it reads your energy. And what was interesting was most of the time my field was not sensitive to electromagnetic radiation. What was weird was microwave would come through, and we don't use the microwave. So that was the only thing that was kind of weird. Like, where are we getting microwaves from? Do you know?
0: Microwaves. Hmm. I don't
1: know, but it. it um, we don't use it in our home. But then also, my partner Finella, who was at a job, her office was on the opposite side of the microwave, and she had such high levels of microwave in her energy field. And we were like, we don't use the microwave at home. And she's like, oh my gosh, at work they do all the time. It's like all day long. Thankfully, though, because of COVID, she came home. But. Wow. It just, yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I don't use the product because I just didn't need it that much. But it, while I right. was you know, testing it out and seeing if it was something that I would want to use, it was pretty cool to see that readout of uh, wow. you know, where you were getting your exposures from.
0: So when it says microwave, was it correlating it to a like microwave as in the product or the microwave frequency? The microwave frequency. So I assumed that oh, okay. the microwave had the microwave frequency. That's- well, cause so microwave ovens, if you look at the electromagnetic spectrum, um, microwave frequencies are in, you know, like, I don't know, 800, 1800 megahertz. When you're looking at the microwave frequency, like in the electromagnetic spectrum, it's much, much higher up. Hmm. So if there's like satellites or like microwave, like that kind of communication, that's so. Maybe,
1: maybe in the the system they were talking about microwave ovens because there seemed to be a okay. correlation. Okay, um, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, but it, yeah, I I know that definitely. Yeah, the electromagnetic fields are very strong for me if I'm not careful. So I I find that if I yep. clear my energy all the time and I'm yep. you know rebuilding my energy field, I fare pretty well with it.
0: Yeah, you have to be really diligent. That's the um, I think that's the biggest thing that I learned after I got my certification and really started working with clients, but also myself, because, and you know this too, you know, just working with a lot of folks who have chronic diseases is that you kind of get in this break fix mode. Like that's kind of like, it's a software turn, right? Like something breaks and then you fix it. And it's just kind of this cycle where you get triggered, you feel better, you go out and then like, then your system goes down and you have to go Mm -hmm. home and you recuperate. It's just kind of this cycle. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. There's got to be a better way to do this or so that I don't get triggered as often. And it ended up being a lot of energy work, holistic solutions, you know, everything that's just going to help continually build your system back up.
1: You know, we at night turn off our Wi-Fi. I mean, we're also exposed to other people's Wi-Fi, but I'm sure it probably yeah. helps to a degree. We we have it on a power strip. So every night we just hit the power, turn off the Wi-Fi, turn off everything that we can. We're not going like totally black in
0: our house or anything like that, but
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well it's it's hard. There's so there's so many I mean, everything is connected to the internet, especially now, right? Because we've got right. the whole pandemic thing going on. But it's very hard to, like you said, just go black on everything. You have to find what is a workaround that's going to work <clears throat> work for you.
1: And it's important to recognize that, like, for instance, uh, Sonos. We have Sonos speakers, and you know, they are Bluetooth, and they're looking for whether or not we want to play a song or not, you know, and if you're not using it, just turn it off because otherwise it's just waiting there kind of like Alexa, you know, she's upstairs. She's not going (laughs) to answer. I just, (laughs) you look around, you're like, oh, but you know, that's always constantly on. So I'm sure that's sending out some stuff. So it's just important to notice what's going on in your environment and then just see where you can pare down because it's going to have an effect on you. It's just like how much of an effect do you want it to have on you? Right.
0: Right. So right. like, what are some more things that we can do? You know, I think you hit on the main one. Which one is being mindful, just being observant of what do I have in my house that's affecting me? And I think once you start kind of starting to take inventory and see everything, that's when people go, oh my gosh, I hadn't even, you know, I hadn't thought of that or I don't use this. So I don't need to have it turned on all the time. Hmm. Um, so I think, you know, one is, you know, especially the things that you have around you a lot is to just minimize your exposure. So that's going to be, you know, distance away from, you know, whatever it is. The other thing too, is how much time you're exposed to something. So, um, I had one of my clients who's in my, my program, she's on her way to doing her first assessments and it's so funny, just kind of watching her go through because her first test assessment, they are sleeping with the cell phone. Oh. It's not just in the bedroom, it's under her pillow. Oh, <laughs> no. And, but, but here's the thing, it's, it's so much more common than you realize until yeah. you start doing that. And it was so funny. And she, I said, well, what did you say? You know, What was your reaction? And she was like, oh my gosh. And I, said, <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, you're going to get a lot of that. Like where people, you're just not aware of yeah, it. Yeah. They're so. just not thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, th- we
1: definitely put all of our phones on airplane, any, any kind of iPad. It's usually on airplane if we, and it's not near uh-huh. us. Yeah. Exactly. Another room to charge and things like that. Yeah. Wow. That's it's, you just forget, you know, you go along yeah. your way and if you're studying this stuff like I have, you know, you just pick up tricks well, and you forget.
0: Yep. Cause the pill, so, you know, your, your brain is filled with so much fluid. So it's, it's just going to help amplify any signals that are coming out from that and having a phone so close to your brain when you're sleeping, right? Cause you're going to be in bed six to eight hours mm-hmm. One that's a lot of time for exposure. And then there's the proximity, So when you think of your devices, like when you start thinking, you know, looking at them from that perspective, then that's going to open up other possibilities and solutions for you to just kind of go, oh, okay, how much do I need this? How much, you know, does it need to be plugged in? Can it be moved? That kind of thing.
1: So are you a fan of forest bathing? You know what? I am, but here's the... (laughs) You're probably like, oh my God, it's everywhere.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I live in Seattle, come on. (laughs) Um, We have all of these electronics and synthetic materials and fabrics and furniture. And what happens, especially with all of our electronics, it creates positively charged ions and our skin will hold those charges. Mm. Um, Have you ever heard of the Triboelectric series? No. Okay. So if if you Google it, it's really fascinating. It's basically like a, a chart of things that will hold positive charges. And actually um, our skin is number one or two. Silk, rabbit fur, glass. Think of like static, right? You probably yeah, get a lot yeah, of that yeah. in Colorado. Oh, it's
1: totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then because you're holding you know, all of these extra positive charges, and then you touch something that has the ability to basically absorb all of those positive charges. If it's metal, it's going to conduct. And that's mm. where you get that static, right? That mm-hmm. pop. all of the trees are loaded with negatively charged ions. I love it. So when you're in the forest and you feel like, oh my gosh, this, I just feel so much better. It's because your field is starting to balance out.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: healing you from all of the EMF damages, you know, to a certain extent it is because it's, it's you know, balancing your field out. But that is why it's making you feel so much better.
1: Same thing with the ocean, right? You know, there's exactly that, salt. Yeah. So Epsom salt baths—that makes me think of Epsom salt baths. Are they good yep. for helping to balance yep. the field with electromagnetic radiation?
0: Okay, absolutely. And just talking about, um, you know, just being sensitive to energy. One of the things I love doing, especially if I have come home from an assessment, or you know, I'm just out and I just you need to just kind of like pick up. Energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Salt is great for just clearing your field and it's super easy. So, salt scrubs, you know, I would recommend the fine salts, not the coarse salt if you're taking mm. a shower because otherwise it's going to be kind of painful with those big, huge hockins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? <We got laughs> I did that right. once and like that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: do you ever pour it into your bath just oh, regular Yeah, all salt? the time.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. I have a couple different salts. So, you know, like there's Epsom salts. I really love the Dead Sea salts; those are really nice. Mm. Um, you can get Himalayan salt, and then there's the—I uh, can't remember it. It's the the French salt. And yeah, there's a couple, yeah, there's a couple different that are kind of fun to play with. So my concern
1: with putting salt in my bathtub is that I already love salt. Like I'm just with that person. My friend says that I like to have salt on my salt and I'm sure it's because I'm energetic and I'm probably just helping to clear my field from the inside <laughs> out. But um, I worry about dehydration and things like that. Or should we be concerned about something like that? You know, adding a, like how much salt do you put in? I don't even know. Like a tablespoon or are
0: you putting in like cups? You can, like a cup.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other thing you want to do is you need to make sure that you don't stay in the bathtub too long
1: oh. because right,
0: it's pulling all the toxins out. So the first 20 minutes, you're great because it's pulling all the toxins out. After that, your body's going to start absorbing. So you need to okay get out get after out. 20 minutes.
1: Got it. Okay. Good to know. All right. So what are the most like vulnerable parts that we've got to EMFs? Like I know a lot of people put their laptops like on their lap. I'm yeah, sure that's not a that's good a idea. Horrible. That is so bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so actually um,
1: you'll be proud of me when I was pregnant with my son I had um a, a belly shield. I never really had the did pop- you? Yeah, I never good really had you. the laptop on my lap because I just didn't do that. Um but just in case, you know, if I was using it I had the belly shield.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if the belly shield is for magnetic fields or if it was also for radio frequency, do you know? I think
1: it, I think it was for radio frequency. Oh, okay. Now that I think about, it, I should probably put that on my favorites because, like,
0: that's a good thing to have. Yeah. Anytime you have something that's running on batteries, creating a magnetic field, so okay. you actually have you have two fields, right? Because you've got the magnetic field. If you have wireless and you're connecting, you know, with wireless connectivity, then you're also going to have radio frequency. So there's actually two fields. That okay. You look for. Gotcha. Okay, so vulnerable parts: uh, the brain your head is is absolutely the most vulnerable. And there's been so many studies on brain tumors, a lot of eye problems, mm. because our eyes are so dry. There's not a lot of fluid in our eyes. So that's where you see a lot of um, dry eyes, tumors, and eye fatigue just from the blue light. And then there's also a lot of studies, you know, just on the tumors, you know, like if you talk on your cell phone or you know have a Bluetooth device, like a lot of the two over ninety ninety four ninety five percent of those are on the side that you talk or wear on on that side. Um, it's oh, also wow. where your yeah, so your your parotid glands, you know, right here, mm-hmm, your lymph on nodes. your neck. Think of like wireless headsets, you know, everything that you have around your head, it's going to be draining into these lymph nodes.
1: Hmm.
0: So your head is absolutely going to be the most susceptible, and then after that it's really going to be from your you know like your your chest down to your belly because that's where all your organs are cuz you're going to have right you know, like you were saying that you just kind of you can feel it like that's that's your central nervous system it triggers fight or flight so your whole body is now just lit up and it's on alert
1: and why so, is that like why why does our body go on fight or flight i mean it makes sense to me i mean the signal's coming in and your body's
0: like what yeah, yeah so uh, okay, so from a, from a cellular perspective, here's what happens. Our body sends out, you know, like all the different organs, the tissues, like they all have their own frequency. But our body communicates with electric, right, with those with the the signals. And what happens is all of these man made signals. So think of radio frequency. So you know, our body is going. What is the signal? We don't know what this frequency is, and we don't understand what this what this signal is. And so what happens? our body goes, mm, okay, we're trying to figure out what this is. And for a split second, our blood brain barrier will open up the mm. blood brain barrier. You wow. know, it's, yeah. So its job is really to protect our brains from any toxins from entering. So now our blood brain goes, whoop. we don't know what it is. Oh, wait. Okay. Now it's going to close. And well, actually let me back up. So our, our blood brain barrier closes up, but our body still doesn't know exactly what these frequencies are. And it goes, we must be being attacked. So your body then goes into defense mode Hmm. and your cell membranes harden because it thinks it's being attacked. So if your cell is in its first half of its life, it is not going to get the nutrients that it needs. (sighs) Um, It's also going to be energy deficient. So yes, yeah, So now you have this abnormal cells in its first half of its life, it's going to go through the normal divide, but it's going to divide into two abnormal daughter cells. If the cell's in its second half of its life, then cell membrane is just going to disintegrate. And then all of the toxins and everything are just going to flow out into your bloodstream and into your system.
1: Oh, geez.
0: Yeah. So, so that's why your body goes into fight or flight because it, it doesn't know what's this signal what's going on.
1: Oh my God. I just want to wrap myself in like EMF material and just hide. <laughs> I'm like, how are we surviving this this far? Like how have we gotten this far along and like, you don't have a third head or something like that or, or two heads, I should say. God, but, then, but
0: if you wrap yourself in material, then you have to worry about the signal bouncing around because you trap the signal.
1: <laughs> no, I know. I'm going to run to the mountains and there's going to be nobody there and there's going to be no signals and nothing, no Wi-Fi. Uh, no, I, at this point, like I'm sure the globe is just covered. Right. You know, like there's just probably no place where you, there's no, absolutely no signal.
0: You know, there's, oh, now there's, I'm just trying to remember, there's actually a website and I can't remember what it is now that actually shows. Oh, where where all the signals are? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's definitely few and far between. Yeah, that's for
1: sure. I bet everybody who's sensitive is like, they have a Facebook group and they're all going there (laughs) to live. (laughs) You're (laughs) finding that one spot. (laughs) Are you familiar with Luke Story's story about um, EMF exposure? Do you know him, uh Luke Story? Yeah, he did a podcast um, on uh, his story around, it's very similar to yours. They had put two cell towers or I think it was at least one. And there's a school right next to it too, which was really sad and he was really scared. You see that? that actually, that's really common. It's really not good unfortunately yeah so anyway he got really sick and he couldn't figure out why he was doing all these things and then eventually figured out it was the wi-fi and moved or sorry uh the cell towers and moved and um yeah so anyway i just wanted to see if you knew about that story but check him out he's luke's story he has an amazing podcast So when you started out, you had just gotten really sick and then you just started delving in and more and more and more. And then Mm -hmm. now you just, you offer this. So how do you help people exactly?
0: Like, do you go into their home? You have like a meter and... I have several meters actually. (laughs) And you you have to, there's different types of EMF fields. So you actually have to test for all the different types of EMF fields because if you miss one and it happens to be the one that's really the bad one, (laughs) then all your recommendations just like...
1: Yeah. Yeah. So which one are most people sensitive to, or does it just vary?
0: It varies. It's kind of crazy. Some people are really sensitive to the power lines. Some people, it's dirty electricity. Hmm. Uh, some people it's wifi. And sometimes it's kind of like a, a combination. I have noticed that a lot of people who are sensitive seem to be more sensitive to Bluetooth. Like if they're sensitive to Wi-Fi, it's they can feel Bluetooth, they can feel um, GPS. Oh,
1: I have something funny to tell you. I was going into New York City. I used to live in New York City and I was from Brooklyn to Manhattan, I should say. And I was going up the FDR and I could tell that Obama at the time was coming into town because all of a sudden I could hear all the Wi-Fi and the, all signals that were being passed back and forth because there was helicopters up there and there and there and there. But I was inside my car and I was playing the radio and all of a sudden it was like I got hit and I was like, what in the hell is going on? I'm just like driving at 60 miles an hour, you know? And then I looked around and then I could see the helicopters, I could see the sirens or the police and all that. And I was like, that has to be them communicating and making sure that Obama was wow. safe at the UN. You know, it was just nuts. Like, <laughs> I mean that, so Holy I, crap. yeah, yeah. You so can I can, hear it. So okay, I call it or, like spearing, like, like spirit hearing, like so it's like yeah, a yeah. like a different kind of hearing. It's not. It's like a feeling hearing. I don't. It's hard to explain.
0: But, no, um, I told, I, yeah, no, I told yeah.
1: No, I yeah yeah. I just <laughs> so like I you're, you're, you're just
0: like oh that
1: feels gross. It was kind of like when I was going underneath those power lines. Like you know, I'm just like oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just got to get past yeah. this. So I, I don't live in the New York City anymore, so I don't have to deal with that. But it's interesting. I for me, I think weight gain has been my symptom from. The increase in uh, electromagnetic yes. fields over absolutely. time. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because I noticed that starting when the Wi-Fi started increasing, so did my weight. And like, didn't matter what yep. I did, you know, sort of something that happened. Yep. But I, other than that, I really don't feel it. And like I said, in front of the computer, um, I just get nauseous. But maybe I'm more sensitive than I think. <laughs> I would say that you're you're. We're starting to talk about it. uh, Yeah. (laughs) We
0: should have a little chat after this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, But you know, it's hard to get away from it. Like I said, I want to just wrap myself in tinfoil or whatever I got to do. You're like, no, don't do that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, don't do that. Um, No, but that's, and and that's part, you know, again, it kind of comes back to your exposure time. And then also what changes are you willing to make? Mm. And what workarounds do you have that are available? Right. Because a lot of times people have more workarounds than they realize, which is also why a lot of them, when when they're a practitioner or physician says, hey, you need to get the email fields cleaned up. It's all like, oh my God, she's going to come to my house and she's going to make me get rid of everything. (laughs)
1: Well, obviously Um, you wouldn't be in business if that was what you were doing. Right. You know, like you can't, you, you you realize that that's just not feasible for people.
0: Yeah. Well, there's, there's, I think there's others that do come into and, 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 you know, try to push that, but yeah, that's, that's not a, um, usually it's not a very workable situation.
1: So you wrote a book, right? That is super easy to read. I remember hearing that you even had your mom read it, which I think is awesome. She's uh, my
0: litmus test. <laughs> and like no, no offense to my mom or anything. Like she's great, but she's she's not the technical person. You know, she's just not that. You know, from that generation and all that kind of stuff. But right, yeah. So if I can explain something to her and she understands it, um, if I can get her to read something and she's like, oh, this is great. So yeah, I, I made her read the book. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I tried telling my parents
1: when my dad had to go home because of COVID, you know, work from home. I'm like, he, they set up his office in his bedroom. And I was like, make oh. sure that you're turning off the Wi-Fi in yeah. his room. Cause they had put like a booster or something like that in his room. And my mom's like, Oh my well, why in the world did we ever do that? And why? I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to have this argument with
0: you. <laughs> just Well, boosters can be just as powerful. Ugh. They can be just as strong as modems. She didn't.
1: Yeah. It wasn't because it was a booster. She just was like, why would I ever put myself through that trouble of unplugging or whatever, turning off? I don't know. But yeah, they're of a different generation. They don't realize, you know, it's just like these things have come along and they're like, oh, I guess it's safe because... The FCC says it's safe, right? Nobody you know, says it's, it's dangerous. Wrong, yeah. It's the wrong yeah. agency to be checking to see if it's safe, yeah. right? You know, in the way that you're you're wanting to know. So in yeah. your book, it, you know, it's easy to read and easy to learn and- um, Super
0: easy. It's And it's based more on solutions, awesome. which is really what I'm about because there's so many books out there and this is what this just kind of annoys me, but you know they're all about like proving how dangerous it is and everything, and people just get freaked out and they get overwhelmed, and then they have you know it'll it'll tell them everything that you find on the internet, which is put your phone on airplane mode or turn your your modem off, which most people can't right because everything in their entire house is connected to their modem right right, and so I'm all about let's give you some solutions there's holistic solutions there's a whole nutrition chapter. So there's all sorts of things where people can at least start to take steps and starting to mitigate, you know, mitigate the damages from EMF fields. That's awesome
1: that you offer that, you know, like we just, we need yeah. some help <laughs> out there. Yes. I was just remembering that Faraday cages, that's where I should be sleeping, right?
0: <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> okay. Again, <laughs> because, well, because you have to measure all the fields. Um, right. Yeah. I have one person and I've actually seen this where you can't just have a Faraday cage because if you have the other fields that are high, especially if you're in a condo or an apartment, you have this conductive surface, even though it's shielding you against radio frequency. But if these other fields are stronger, guess what? Now it's, you know, this conductive surface is now, you know, <laughs> Much larger four, yeah, 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 and it's really close to your body.
1: I just came back from a camping trip, and I think part of the reason why I really enjoyed it was because there was less wi fi I mean, we really had trouble connecting to wi fi like it would say there was a signal, but or they would tell us that there was a signal, but we couldn't really connect to it, and that was really nice, and the cell service was <laughs> very minimal and um, oh, nice! Yeah, so I really enjoyed, it. and I think partly it was because I was at the beach, you know, grounding and getting the ions, and yep, you know, yep. not around a lot of Wi-Fi all the time or cell towers and things
0: like that. So when you came back, did you feel like like your body just kind of? Well, what's up again? funny
1: is I definitely expected to gain a lot more weight while I was on the the trip because, like, I just you know I had s'mores and you know you sit by the fire and you have a couple of drinks, you know, that kind of stuff, and you're also eating on the road and having chips when because it's all that's available because I'm gluten free, so you know, guess what, chips gluten-free. Oh. so <laughs> I expected to be like in trouble when I got back and I really wasn't I was, I'm only up like two pounds if that you know wow so I think that it might have something to do with um, my weight gain you know or the weight resistance that I experience sometimes well it was so great to talk to you and learn all these different things from you, you about bet. you know what we can do and why it's so impactful to our health um I have one question about 5g sure. which you probably yes. don't want to answer, so 5g is you know this new technology that's rolling out everywhere, and um, yep. a lot of people are pretty afraid of it because it can be pretty intense and yep. I've seen some videos that of guys that are installing it and they're like counting on having to get specific insurance policies because they know that it's damaging their body by installing it you know
0: everywhere <laughs> every day so what are your thoughts on it? So a couple things um, one is that it's not replacing any of the infrastructure that has gone up. So if you think of all the, I always tell people think of it as a layer cake. You know, you have the big, huge cell towers that went up, what, 20 years ago, or, (laughs) you know, like the ones that first went up. And usually those are the ones that you see outside of the city or just in the city, um, like the big monopole ones with multiple tiers. You've also got the other smaller ones that are On buildings, like it's all kind of building on top of each other. So 5G is just another layer. And it is absolutely something to pay attention to. It's not it is not rolled out to every single city. So if you go and you search for the 5G towers, it's really interesting to see where they are and where they aren't. I know here, like in the Seattle area, it's it's all up and down our main freeways, which is, you know, I-5, 405, and then some of the, you know, not necessarily interstates, but there are, you know, other highways. And then outside of that, it's like some, you might as well just kind of like flip a coin to Hmm. see where they are. And it's, same thing kind of like for, you know, across the States. So it is being rolled out. There were, you know, there were test cities that they rolled them out initially. Hmm. And the reason why 5G is such a concern is because these are higher frequencies that have not been tested on humans. And their cells. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So we talk about like what's happening at a cellular level You know what we have right now goes up to you know five point you know if you look at your router and everything else, it's up to five point eight gigahertz. The frequencies that five G include is six gigahertz to seventy eight. Wow! So they have licensed out from six to like thirty three or thirty four, and then there's the upper levels that are available, but they they haven't been licensed out as of um, last time I checked. I think which was this last spring. So now you have frequencies that are even higher, they basically bounce the signal. So they're putting up 5G towers. The plan is that they'll be, you know, every 150, 200 feet, plus they are oh in, God. yeah, they also launched them in satellites. Right. I did hear about that. Yeah. So there's some satellites that just launched um, fairly recently, I think like within the last couple of days or week, and there were about 700, I think that got launched. So yeah, so again, it's like you have to really be mindful of like where you are and your surroundings.
1: Right. And if you're not feeling well, like it can be something that has to do yes. with the 5G. Yep. Um, the first city that they rolled out 5G was Wuhan, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just
0: so, some some interesting and information then, there. Yeah. And you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> we'll like, leave how, it at that. Well, well, because there's so, I mean, because there's the whole, right, there's, so there's the whole oxygen you know, like blood and the oxygen, what EMF fields do, all of the, all of the research that I've seen, like it actually shows your, your blood, like it just like creates these clumps, like sucks. Them. Yeah.
1: Oh, EMFs cause clumping in your blood cells.
0: Yeah. Well, cause it's the, um, your oxygen levels go down. And, hmm. and like you said, like Wuhan was, that was the first place where they rolled out all the, the 5G technology hmm. along with 5G though comes with, you know, how much tracking. You right, because again, like taking the layer cake approach, you know, you have the big towers and you've got smaller towers, and then you've got all of these smaller 5G. I call them antennas because they're not like necessarily going to be the huge ones, but you know, like they can be mounted on utility poles. They can be mounted on street lamps. One of my clients that came to me just within the last six months, they put a pole in her neighborhood, and that's when she came because she was like, all of a sudden, and she's very, you know, very intuitive. She's an energy healer. And she goes, Risa, I don't know what the heck is going on. And it was like someone turned a light switch on. And she said she could literally hear it like zing in her brain. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's a very residential neighborhood. It's not on an arterial or a busy street or or anything like that. So,
1: so thank you for all of this information. It's been so lovely to talk to you. And how can people learn more from you? Because I know you you offer a Facebook group where you're helping people out. You have a book. Tell us how people can work yep. with you personally.
0: For do-it-yourselfers, I highly recommend the book. Again, it's all it's all about EMF solutions, if you're willing to roll up your sleeves and do some of the work. And again, I don't spend a lot of time on trying to prove, you know, all the research and everything and the health effects. It's really all about what are the different types of fields and then solutions, cool. or, you know, room by room, that kind of thing. Yeah, we don't need to be scared anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Like I don't want to make freak people out. I want to give them something yeah. they can do. Right. Something actionable. And then I um, I do work with folks individually. If you're here in the Seattle area, I also just started a practitioner training certification because the biggest thing that I'm finding is that practitioners are now being more and more aware, and they'll tell their clients, "Hey, you really need to get the EMF fields addressed in your home." And then what happens is, you know, the patient goes, okay. And then like, oh crap, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have, you know,
1: it's like one more thing to deal with or right, I, right or they don't have somebody out there. I mean, it's so new, like, true, you know, exactly. finding a local practitioner is probably hard. So good thing that you're, you're certifying exactly. people all over.
0: Well, but see what happens though, is that then there's this huge leg time. So if somebody calls me within a month or two, when their practitioner tells me to, or even three months. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, thank goodness." Because usually the wait time is anywhere from like 9 months to a couple of years to get somebody in your home. No, for them to call me or somebody oh. like me. Oh, because oh. it's right? Because it's like it's kind of a scary thing. It's not right. Like it's easy to put on the back burner. Right, I got gotcha. you. And so by by certifying the practitioners to talk to their clients, do the initial, you know, assessments, give recommendations, now they're shortening up that time to nine months to a couple of years that they can help their patients. So I just started working, creating this online program. I've already got some folks who are like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I can help my clients more. And that's what the the Facebook group is.
1: And so what's your website again?
0: RisaSuzuki.com. And that's R-I- where you can find
1: all the information that you need. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> and your book is so beautiful. I love the cover. It's called What the EMF.
0: Oh, thank you. That was, that was uh, so... That was one of the the asks that I said to my, you know, when they were creating the cover, I said, please do not give me an ugly cover. <laughs> I do, you know, I don't want no black, no mm-hmm. yellow, no red. I don't want to freak people out. I want it to be approachable. Like people want to pick it up and will want to open it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What the EMF, it's solutions to, you know, help you with your EMF problems. So yeah. it's Perfect well thank you and
0: it was a pleasure thank you you too thanks for having me
1: All content provided by Amy Stark and her her guests on the Ophelia podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.